and why are you crying? And oh, I'm wow. like, it's a shock. And he's like, yeah. I never met anyone in this life more capable to conquer any challenge. Sit down, cry, scream, get mad, go to the bathroom, wash your face, and fight. Because if you let this mentality be what got you from now on with your son, he's doomed. And I sat down, he pushed out the meeting like five minutes. I sit down, I cry. He's like, go wash your face. I go to the bathroom, clean my face, came back. And that has been my mentality. Like if I crumble, if I find the challenge too big, what is gonna happen with him? Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. Come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. So if you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of consciousness and awareness, then let me welcome you to the Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. On today's show, we have Sally calling in to tell us her story. We're so excited to have you, Sally. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me over. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling in from? I live in Clifton, New Jersey in the United States, so it'll blow me today. It is. It is. You have two, you have two children? I have two children. I'm actually raising three. I have a stepdaughter. She's eight years old. But my son that is in the spectrum, he's 21. And I have a 20-month-old baby boy. So my hands are full. But I'm yeah, happy. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's nice to see you smiling. When did you notice signs that maybe something was different? So Shalim was born here in the United States. I was pretty young. I was 19 at the time, like weeks before my birthday. And I was in college. So I came here. He was born. All my family was here. But I said, like, you know what? I want to go back to Dominican Republic. I want to finish my college degree. I want to work in the hotels. That was my mindset. 
when Shalin was about two, three, we started noticing that his vocabulary and his communication was like minimum. Everything else was perfect. He okay. functional, happy, eat anything you can put in front of him. <laughs> but we start noticing that communication. So we start taking him to speech therapy, other different doctors. I'm going to be honest with you, like the resources there are now and the way to diagnose kids right now have improved a lot from 19 years ago, 19, 17 years ago. So, and plus, I love my country, nothing bad with the Dominican Republic. I know our limitations, but the infrastructure to help people with disability, mm -hmm. not only mental, also physical, are like in diapers. It was really hard. Financially, insurance don't cover anything. Wow. You can have the best medical premium and nothing is covered. So it was my mom helping me financially and also looking after my son. We would set up appointment, word him out, trying to find information. One year, my mom said like, you know what? I'm just gonna take him with me on vacation to United States and let's see what it is. So the first pediatrician that saw him here, he was three something, almost four, said like, I think he's in the spectrum because he uh -huh. was on vacation. The time was limited. I'm like, okay, at least I have an idea. Let me start researching. But again, 19, 17 years ago, it's not like now that you go to Google and you find information with a click. Right. Smartphones was like nothing. Like right now you don't go to bed. You don't go anywhere without your phone. Right. In those days it was harder. So it took me a while when we find out officially, we have the paperwork, we did blood tests, Anything that you can imagine, we did it. And the doctor said, like, you know what? It's not biological. It's not no chromosome. It's no allergies. It's no this. This is what he has. He was almost five. I was in a work meeting when my mom called me. Wow. And my boss looked at me. I always remember that because that was the moment that I realized I couldn't let this, like, drown me. When I told him, he just looked at me and he's like, and why are you crying? And oh, I'm wow. like, it's a shock. And he's like, yeah. I never met anyone in this life more capable to conquer any challenge. Wow. Sit down, cry, scream, get mad, go to the bathroom, wash your face and fight. Because if you let this mentality be what got you from now on with your son, he's doomed. Wow. So I, I boss. yeah, so I, I adore him. I still follow him on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. And I sat down, he pushed up the meeting like five minutes. I sat down, I cry. He's like, go wash your face. I go to the bathroom, clean my face, came back. And that has been my mentality. Like if I crumble, if I find the challenge to big, what is going to happen with him? Right. So He's like your angel. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. You nobody have described it better. He's my angel. My I I used to suffer from anger management problems. One day I got really really mad. Oh no, I got so mad that at 25 I had a heart attack. Oh wow! I was rushed to the hospital. I was in intensive care for 14 days, wow. and the doctor looked at me. He's like, "And you're just gonna let yourself die because you're mad?" Yeah. And then I start thinking about my son. Like it was right there when we find out that he's autistic. And I'm like, what is gonna happen to him if I'm not around? Yeah. So I just let things go by. Oh, 
flat tire. Oh, that can be fixed. No money. I can work. No, no bacon. I will eat uh, bread with butter. Like, so he has changed me. He make me happy. He makes me proud. Every day I'm learning something new. Every day I'm meeting new people. Yeah. Uh, I don't find challenges like bad because he doesn't see things in a bad light. Right. No humanity. I know that bad things, bad people, and bad things happen all the time, but he doesn't see it that way. And wow. it's not that I'm ignorant of my surrounding and the society and the community and, and the evils of humanity, but he's happy cherry picking, like cherry picking and what he focused. So that is what I do. I just cherry pick what I let get come to my life and frustrate me. Wow. That's beautiful. I mean, that's, that's so amazing. And you were so young. Let's go back for one more second. Leading up to five years, you knew something was different. Yeah, we noticed that communication. We noticed that his speech was limited. It was okay. very, uh, he was obsessive with the toys, like putting them on li- in lines. But I didn't knew. I had no family, no friend, no acquaintance. They have any special need kid. I okay. barely have any friends with kid at a time. Most of my friend was finishing high school, so they didn't know nothing. Yeah. So I didn't know anyone. So I did notice that things were not okay. But I didn't knew to West End, so like his vocabulary is still minimum. That is why his biggest delayed is communication. He will get obsessed with things like back in those days, there was a Colombian group with a song that we got to a point in my house that every time you change the TV from one channel to the other, we had to do it in mute because uh-huh. that song was in every single channel. I don't know why. <laughs> I hated it, but my son loved it. And it was like mute. And then you could change the channel or you have to drive with like something pre-recorded, like a CD or something like that. Because if the a radio station or any other vehicle around you play the song. So I started noticing like with, I get kids get obsessed with things, but it yeah. was to a really high level. Then his diet, he was eating anything and everything. And one day it was only a grill, yellow plantain and cheese, but cheese has to be white cheese. It couldn't be like cheddar cheese, uh, has to be white cheese. Yeah. And if we try to feed him something else, no. Thank God we were back in Dominican Republic at the time so you can buy plantain anywhere. So it wasn't as bad, but that is why, like, the first thing, like, his appetite is, like, I don't want anything if it's not this. It was breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks, snacks, snacks. It was only that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So becoming a parent rocks your world. Oh, yeah. Being a young parent rocks your world even more. And then being a young parent who gets introduced to special needs has to be... I mean, did you go crazy for 10 years or, or, or what I, happened? You know what? I am blessed that I have a extremely close family. My mom, uh, my father died when I was, was 15. Uh, my mom raised me and my three sisters. I was the oldest. All my mom sisters 
were like, oh, don't worry, we got this. Do what you have to do. We will financially support you, take uh-huh. care of your girls, and then you can go and get a job. So we mm-hmm. are like really tight, close family. And I couldn't go crazy because I was so many people around me saying like, okay, what do we have to do? It uh-huh. wasn't like, why? I have never had that, you know, that first response to a lot of people when things happen. It's like, why me? Yeah. In my family, it's like, what do we have to do? Like, Aww, that's so, awesome. so I didn't have that, the, that moment of like, why me? Um, it's like, I was blessed enough. And I'm still blessed that it have never got to the point that I sit down and I start crying. I did have my moments when like, he got to a point back, like I said, back in Dominican Republic, there are no infrastructure for people with special need. When he turned 10, the school told me, like, I, it was a private school. I was paying for the private school and for a teacher for him to be in the classroom. And when he turned 10, they told me, like, I'm, we're sorry. There are no other kids in his same mental capacity level. There are, he's told, Chalin was told for his age. So they're like, he has to be, like, with kindergarten and we cannot have a 10 11 year old in the same grade because he's too big for the other kids he's chilling is extremely gentle like he's a baby so i started homeschool wow. and we the same teacher that was with him at the school we we created a program and the principal from the school will like work with us to create a program and he started getting depressed and he yeah. started getting sad because he didn't have any interaction. He would do class in his pajamas because he didn't. There were days when when he didn't want to get out of the bed because okay, I'm gonna do see this lady, and I'm go out with my mom and go. I we are a really outdoor uh, family, so we used to go to the beach and mountains and things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was working, so he started getting depressed, and that is when I told my mom was like. I don't know what I'm going to do. I see him crying. And then one day I like, I just cry because I didn't want to leave my country to give him what he needed. So that was the moment that I realized is like, I finished college. I got my master. I did a PhD wow. in hospitality. I was a housekeeping manager for the biggest hospital in the country. I was operation manager for the biggest shopping mall in Dominican Republic. Wow. And I said like, I have to leave everything behind. This is the moment they I realize I will not be able to do it all. I have a career, have the education, and also help him. What do I really want? Do I want to keep building something for myself or I want to improve the quality of his life? I did it, and that was like the only moment that I felt the reality. But I was already on my 30. I was 31. Not that old, but but yeah. young. But for me, it was 10 years. It was already a decade. Try to do it, everything, and paying out of pocket, insurance, medication, and everything. And that was the moment that I said, like, at 30 years old, I have to give up my dreams yeah. because I have to build it for him. So I was sad because I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. But when I came here... And he started going to special need classes and doctors who were explaining to me things better and better medication, better therapies. I'm like, okay, 
I'm not sad anymore. I'm doing what a parent is supposed to do. They're like, you for your kids, leave everything. So that is the moment that I did it. I, at that time I had my apartment, my car, I was starting a small cleaning company plus my job. And I came here, I'm like, I'm gonna work in a restaurant because I could have a schedule that I could take care of my son and take him to all the appointments. And I'm like, I was managing like 500 staff and now I'm in a restaurant cleaning tables. <laughs> but that I did what I needed to do. That was a depressing three, six months. And mm-hmm. then I start seeing him happy and improving. And we start doing museum activities in the Met, the MoMA, Intrepid the Liberty Center here in New Jersey. So when I start meeting more people, the parents with special need kids, when he starts seeing more kids like him and he will get excited when he started getting involved with a Special Olympic, I'm like, okay, there's no need for me to be sad because I'm actually giving him what he needs. And I actually did feel a little bit embarrassed, uh, like mad, uh, because I feel like selfish. I'm like, for 10 years, I was dragging him, trying to provide him the limited things that was available back in the Dominican Republic when I could have been giving him the real resources that are available in a nation. They have more people with disabilities. And unfortunately, but it has a infrastructure. So I was like mad at myself because Aww. I didn't took that step earlier. Well, you don't know what you don't know. I'm telling you that in the last 10 minutes when you're sharing your story, you just gave like the whole life motivational pitch for any parent. Like we need to record that and just hand it out because you did the family gets together for the sake of the child, you know, the love, you know, the humility of doing whatever you have to do, changing job, you know, knowing like putting family first. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. And then you're here smiling. I mean, it's so inspiring. I know the listeners are like (laughs) the listeners that were down before they listened to the show, they're feeling up. Like you just showed them how you can make it as a parent with special needs kids. The way I see it is you either take things in a way that spiral and you go down or you try to be as happy as you can. There are only a couple of things that you have sure in life. Dying is one of them. Your self happiness is one of them. So like, I know there are chemical and environment things that can cost you to be in a bad situation. But I learned that from my mom and my dad. Like my dad come from a pretty poor family. He was actually the first one who finished high school or graduate from college in his family, extremely poor. When I'm telling you like they're poor, they're poor. And my dad worked until the moment he died to provide for us. And the best thing that I remember from my dad was not the expensive things that he got for us. It was like, he would buy a little dessert and he would get, you know, those little espresso spoons. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there are three of us, three like sisters. A lot of spoons. Oh, yeah, the tiny one. So we yeah. would sit with that dessert in the table. And we just start talking and with a spoon, like grab a little Aww. bit. And keep talking. But it was only one dessert. And my dad did got a job opportunity where he was going to make a lot of money, but he would not be able to take us with him. And he said, like, look, I'd rather stay in my house and eat a load of bread with my daughters and my wife than be by myself 
and eat a, a lobster and stay uh, by myself. Amazing. Uh, I rather sleep in the floor with my kids in a, with a blanket and a pillow. They have the best things for myself as long as they have what they need. But at least I have them. At least they're happy. At least they have a roof. At least they have food and he's getting the help he needs. So why yeah. I would say like, I'm a mom, I love my kids, but where is that? That actually showing love, buying things, saying I love you is not how you actually show that you care for a person, is your actions. Yeah. So that is what I try to do every day, show with my actions and with my emotions that I actually care for him. And if I'm mad because it's his condition, it wasn't something that he shows. It wasn't him saying like, oh, I volunteer, I volunteer, I want to be the one. It wasn't him. We still don't know what made them being in the spectrum why so it's not his fault it's not my fault i have to make the best of it i just have to be happy with it because the other option what am i gonna accomplish with that <laughs> like yeah you know the other thing that we need is we need your mom and your sisters to go on tour to help educate the families on how to support your family when they get a special needs child because yeah. you know a lot of times you know, I look at my own situation, the mom's family, they don't even recognize the special needs kid. Like even when they used to see the kids, they wouldn't take the special needs kid that only take. So not only do they not help, but they actually help even less. Some people, you know, when that's the time where you need the family to come together. Yeah. Well, that is sad. Like my son, like I say, we find out when he was fairly young that he was in the spectrum his dad was not in the picture that he's still not in the picture i haven't talked to him in more than 10 years wow. one day he asked me when shilin was like about seven he was like oh so he got cured and i'm like have you ever read anything of the like oh. information that i share with you oh man uh, then come my husband we met 2016 he had no idea what an autistic person was. When we went on the first day and I was trying to explain to him, I'm like, have you seen Rain Man? <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, my son is not like that. Yeah. He's like, oh, so how is your son? So like, do you watch the back Big Bang Theory? And he's like, <laughs> no. I'm like, my son is not like that either. <laughs> he's smart, but not that smart. So like, it took like the first seven months of him interacting with my son to understand what it was. And now it's to a point that my husband is like my biggest cheerleader. And my husband is like, I'm going to take him to soccer practice. I will go with him to Aww. the Special Olympics. Oh, oh, they have an activity for Special Kid, the 5K, this museums. Don't worry, I will take him. So... It's also the, the family that you create. I have been blessed. Again, I have been blessed with my mom, my sisters, my husband. But like in my son's case, his father was like, the, he got rid of whatever he had. So, But I have only focused on the family who have been there. And yes. they who, like, you see me babbling and laughing and smiling. I will kill you. <laughs> like, don't get it wrong. Like, one of the reasons that... I've been blessed is because I don't, I learned from my mom, like, don't let people walk over you. And if they're not helping you, just tell them like, thank you very much. Having a pleasure. You're welcome to 
keep going. And whoever comes in your life, be straight and try to create it. Like, unfortunately, like in both in your case and in my case, we have family members. Our kids have family members who don't understand. But it's up to us if we allow their ignorance, because yes. that's, that's ignorant, willful ignorance, because they decide to be like that, to put their negative thoughts to weigh us down. Yes. And I don't allow that. I'm like, you don't want to be part of it. Good for you, because I know there are thousands of thousands of people who are willing to help. So I'm just going to try to create my tribe. Those are yes. my people. This is my villa. This is the, the people that support me and understand me. If you don't want to be part of it, and I don't create conditions, Shalin create the conditions, what he needs. <laughs> nice. I don't give conditions. Even I have to adapt to what he wants. If that is not what he wants, are you not okay with it? So you are welcome to go, and whoever is willing to be part of this, and be happy. Like Yeah. I want the listeners in Naked Parent Nation to like savor this moment for a second, because... I didn't always turn and move to the positive. I was angry and fell into the victim a little bit. You have yeah, all the yeah. right to be mad. Human emotion are the only thing that we can control. And if you don't get that anger, if you don't get that sadness out of you, there's no space inside of you for the positive. So like in the case of my husband, he does jujitsu. He go to a place where he fight with other guys, he sweat, he get all the anger out, and then he comes to the house and say like, okay, I can tackle this. If you, like my best friend, a dad died of cancer, and he called me and he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, I'm just gonna tell you the same advice I got. Go to the bleachers, go to a stadium. His dad was really big in baseball. Go to a stadium, go like all the way on the top, cry, scream, shout, why me? Get it out of your system. Yeah. Because when you get all the bad things out, you have the space to bring positive. So yeah. you have all that me telling you, you why are you mad? Why are you let in the anger? Because that is natural. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That is and natural. It takes it takes what it takes. But I think that I think that we often sit in the negative or in the misery for too long, right? Of course yeah. you have to express your emotions, but there's some people that are in abusive, lousy marriages for the, yeah. their whole life. You know, yeah. there's people who play the, the victim their entire life. And that's why I want the listeners right now to, yeah, do what you have to do, get to the therapy, go to the top of the bleachers or whatever. But when you have the courage, turn and walk away Look. because victims never grow. No. Look, being sad but when somebody die, right? Yeah. You feel like you're not going to be able to get out of bed. You feel that your whole world calm down. But uh, with time, pains water down. With time, that emotions uh, get under control. For me, it's because I have always analyzed what people do around me. I love listening to advice from older people who have been through a lot. So... Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, did you survive the Holocaust? Of course I can survive getting out of a shiri marriage because Jesus yeah. Christ, like if I compare those two things, what is going through my life, it's nothing compared to you. We can go through that. It Sometimes people get out of bad situation in half an hour. There are people who take them half of their life, but at least people have to know that there, even if 99 people tell you you're doing something wrong, they're going to be one 
out there. You're gonna find the one person who's gonna tell you, we got this. That is like, in my house, that is like our family motto, we got this. Oh, we have to change the roof because we have a like, we got this. We just gonna spend it. six months spending less money because we have to do this. We got this. You're always gonna find a person who got you. That And thank God we are like right now in the digital world where you can go to Reddit, where you can go to Instagram, Facebook and make a post and they're gonna be 99 people who are gonna say back comment. Find the positive one, find the one that motivate yeah. you. But me coming here and telling you, it's gonna take you three hours to get over that. It's not true. The same yeah. way that my son has one kind of autistic and he's friendly, he's sweet. He will, right now he will eat anything you put in front of him. <laughs> he go to concerts, he love concerts, he love, he will see blonde girls, he love blondes. And he will yeah. go and say like, how are you? He don't care how you are, he just say, how are you? Uh, <laughs> and, that, and there are other autistic kids and adults who you will like sit them in a corner and if you don't come every two hours to see what they're doing, they're just gonna stay there. The same way with neurotypical people, like we are not all the same. I find that working with people with special needs is easier because you know it's gonna be a challenge. You know it's not mm. gonna be easy. You walk that path of working with people with special needs knowing it's gonna be challenging working with normal people, you have no idea because they will tell you, I love you what they don't. They tell you, I care about you what they don't. Uh, um, so yeah, that reality, how many people are like, oh, I'm dating you, I love you, but in the back of you are doing other things. Or people that work with you say like, oh, you're the best school worker ever. And in the back is like, oh my God, I cannot work with this guy. We are not all the same. Something that would take me half an hour to get like over, it can take a person half of their life. But just remember that always your people, they're gonna be somebody who have been through the same or have been to wars and is still gonna grab you by the hand and say like, we got this. Love it. What's he think of his new sibling? He adores him. They get yeah. along extremely well. The baby is extremely hyper. Yeah. <laughs> extremely hyper, extremely happy. Shailene, at the beginning, I thought that it was gonna be, that was my biggest worry throughout the pregnancy. I'm like, oh my God, how am I gonna deal with this? Shailene, he's jealous. He don't like people like near me. He's extremely protective of me. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, he's not gonna like the baby. The baby was in NICU for eight days. He had like a little mm. bit of fluids in his lung, nothing major. It was more okay. for observation. And day six, we brought Chilling to the hospital. And when he saw the baby, he started crying. And he's like, it's my baby, my baby. Uh, so he adored the baby. As long as the baby doesn't touch his food or his tablet he's okay, or his drugs, he's okay with it. But he's a good brother. He's like, and my stepdaughter is like the, the in-between. She like, Chilling, stop doing that. Yeah, go and do this. So she's like, one, she helps, like she is really careful with Shalene. She adore him. She was like a year and a half when we met. So for her, Shalene was like, oh my God, this big kid that if I say, get me cookies, he just go and get me the cookies. He don't ask why. Uh, so she like, is like the protective, use Shalene like to get the thing that she doesn't dare to get. And then the baby is like, go do this, go and do it. Like be naughty. So we have like a, a nice setup in the house.
I love it. Well, I could talk to you forever, but but what we do sometimes is we do a lightning round where just so we can get more of what you think, more of your story, you give like a one word to one sentence answer to a few questions. Are you up for it? Yeah, of course. All right. What's the best advice you have received? Don't complain. What online course would you sign up for if it was available today? Available today? Cooking. (laughs) Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Resource. Well, I do lately using with Shaleen uh, an app called Speech Pop for parents. Yeah, it's interactive. It's really good. It's like a YouTube speech therapy kind of thing. It's really good. He love it. That is a resource that I recommend. Bob. All right. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? Mine, I'm going back to CrossFit. So Yeah. I'm going back to CrossFit. That's heavy duty. I tried that once. That's heavy duty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? Time. <laughs> they Do don't have enough hours. <laughs> Do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself or your family that you just love and couldn't live without? Me? Or anybody? Cheese. Anything they have cheese inside. (laughs) Bring on the cheese. cheese. Okay. So I've really enjoyed the conversation. It's been very inspiring, and I know it inspired our listeners. In closing, what do you say to the person who doesn't feel the positivity, they're feeling down, they're feeling like they don't see the light out there and they don't feel like they're going to make it. What do you say to them? Do you remember the movie Finding Nemo when yes. Dory said, just keep going? Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Because if you just sit there, if you just uh, think about the bad things that are happening, just keep going. Like yeah. if, do the things that you don't like first so you can savor it and have more time for the things that you like. Because if you just sit there, you're not going to accomplish anything. So just keep going. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time, Sally. I've loved the conversation. Congratulations on your new little one and blessings to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you so much. If anything, I don't know if you have the space later on to add Shalini Instagram account. I think that is how we found each other. And whoever wants to say hi, like I'm more than welcome. Like did, you send it, did you send it over to us? Yeah, yeah, I did. But if like we'll put it in the show notes for people that want to want to reach know, out. The more people I met, the more people that uh can give me advice because I don't know everything. I just know that I don't know nothing. So the more that I can learn, happy for me. <laughs> what's, the, what's the family motto again? Just uh we got this. We got this. We got, we got this. this. I love it. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm using that the rest of the day. Thanks, Sally. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a great day. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes, and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again 
From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.